everybody. Welcome back to Black Belt or Bust. I'm Misty. And I'm Keely. Today, what are we talking about? <laughs> Today is another episode of our post-mat chat. We're actually sweaty and disgusting. Yeah. And, but we're awake this time. Yes. Today we're kind of discussing some things we were acknowledging in our own training. So... Today is when we were still at my house on some mats in the garage training and doing situationals. And we just kind of had an epiphany as to how we get certain intentions out of our situationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that I mean like either eliciting specific responses or putting each other in specific scenarios we either have or haven't dealt with and just yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So kind of first thing, what is a situational? Okay. So For those sit- that don't know. So, situational or specific training is when you start your quote-unquote role or live grappling from a specific position. So, you can start with any guard or any pass who is the intention set for, which person. Sometimes it's for one, sometimes it's for both. Mm Mm-hmm. And, or not even like guard or passing, it could be you have the back. You could be trying to work an escape. Uh, you know, we've been doing things like, I'm trying to maintain side control. Mm-hmm. Why you, you work your escapes. Mm-hmm. Those are situationals, those are specific training. And I find it 110% beneficial. It's really helped me get better um, in sp- certain aspects of my game. And today, what we did, so we started out as, like, basically just getting warm. We did our specific training. It was, uh, we started in guard and passing, and we rotated into who was in guard and who was in passing. And I, I love doing that now as just a way for us to warm up. Yeah, I honestly like, well, not even warm up. I feel like I like some situational training so much more than just, like, an open role. Mm-hmm. Because... I roll with an intention or I roll with a focus. It's sometimes like in open rolls, depending on who I'm with, I kind of like my mind goes in la la land. Yeah. Where it's like la 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 la. Like, and I'm not paying attention because my body's automatically responding. So I feel like I'm not getting as much, I'm not as present. Yes. But for situationals, when we already start in a position, particularly positions that I either don't do as much or I don't have performed on me as mm-hmm. much. Because I try to prevent people from getting certain positions, like back mount. You yes. know, I prevent people from getting to my back because I know that it's one of my weaknesses getting out of back. Mm-hmm. I can prevent submissions from that position and I can get comfortable kind of chilling there. But I personally, I don't like expending a lot of energy to try and get out of something. So yeah. normally I am very patient and just wait for you to fuck up and then I exploit it mm-hmm. rather than... Being in, being very aggressive getting out of it. Yeah. So whenever we start in positions like that where it's like, no, you have to get out of it. You have to work on that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I really don't <laughs> want to do that. So like this morning, for example, you were on my back. Yeah. Not this morning, like, what, 20 exactly. minutes ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, and you started on my back and it was more so like my first mindset was, okay, prevent the submission because I could tell that you really wanted to like get your grips and go for a choke. But since we haven't been working on that this whole quarantine it was one of those like am I still comfortable just with somebody Mm -hmm. being on my back just kind of hanging out there so what you focus on even within situationals that are specific to a position or an escape or a maintenance can alter how you're training yeah 
you can, anybody can get something out of doing a situational, no matter what position or I guess thing you're doing, because there's always something to work on. There's mm-hmm. always some aspect, no matter what it is. So when I had your back, for me, I didn't feel like panicky. I knew you were getting out, but it was so much more detailed ways of you getting out. I had to focus on those those little things. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how like if we roll with someone who's brand new, they've never had someone on their back before who's going to choke them. Like they just explode out because it's such a new thing. Usually we kind of have to control them to keep them there. But when you're rolling with someone who's a higher level, who's been in this position over and over again, you're working with someone who's comfortable in that position. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Two, they have all, there's so many different ways you can escape. So you're dealing with someone who's being calm while you have their back. And when there's small things you have to focus on uh, to prevent them from getting out. And I really liked doing that. Like, I love doing that more and more with you because of how detail-oriented you are Mm -hmm. with a lot of your techniques. Like, we're getting to that level. So there are things I have to focus on rolling with a higher level than I would someone lower. Mm -hmm. Different ways of control. Especially, like, whenever you go into the gym, people are going to respond one of two ways where they're either going to be very, like, violent and I mean that in an explosive mm-hmm. kind of way. Where, Very fight or flight. Where they think it's one big movement. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. If you get so used to dealing with just the people who do big movements, it's normally because they're sloppy, so you're able to exploit it, and then mm-hmm. you address it, or you're able to regard, or you're able to take, you're able to get the submission because they aren't paying attention to the small things. They yes. think of position before submission, mm-hmm. rather than preventing the submission and then getting out of the position. Yes. So if you're so used to dealing with common responses, you actually don't know how to respond to, like, small adjustments. Mm -hmm. So that was one big thing we were talking about where, okay, we get the common response at the gym. So sometimes whenever we're training by ourselves doing a situational, we try for the uncommon responses. We try to do small. We want to see how effective small detailed movements are. Or if I just sink down an inch lower, can I prevent the choke? Or if I let them adjust and in that t- then that second of time for them adjusting, that's when I make my escape. Or if I turn my hips just a little, if I get off to my side just a little bit more, how effective is that? And that's not something we can normally work in the gym. Because mm-hmm. again, people are doing these large explosive movements. Yeah. But when we're by ourselves doing situationals, then we can focus on, okay, what are these small adjustments that are going to make a big difference whenever I go back to the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I felt that on two different ends, so where we switched off twice, where I had your back twice, you had my back twice, and then we were both in the escaping position, obviously. When I had to escape your back, for some reason, I still felt calm. I felt okay, yeah. even though I know you're good on the, my back. And... What I was trying, like, explaining to you, it wasn't like, oh, like, you're not going to get here. But I felt comfortable and kind of happy that I was working with someone who really knew what they were doing. So I had to be more detail-oriented. I had to stay calm. Because if you, like, explode, it doesn't work, especially with someone who really knows what they're Mm -hmm. doing and if they're good in that position. 
but working with you who is good in that position, I have to be so focused in making sure I'm getting out properly mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to follow me or you're going to be able to sink in a choke if I move wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and that's for me is really cool like <laughs> because it, it helps both of us get better. But when we're working with people, like you said, like the, the common and the uncommon, mm-hmm. it really allows you to hone in on that to get better because on either end you're going to get better, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're working with someone who doesn't know what they're doing and they don't have that experience, obviously you're helping them because if it's someone who's brand new, obviously we know mm-hmm. we can choke them. We know yeah. we're going to get a sub, but that's not what, that's not where the growth is. Well, that, and then it was also the purpose of the situational in that when you were like, hey, I want to do situational where I'm, where we're working on back maintenance. Mm -hmm. And so even though I was in a position where it's like, man, we could just be done. I could just do a submission or something like that. But that wasn't the purpose of the situational. You specifically said maintenance. So in my mind, I'm trying to tell myself, nope, she said maintain for a minute. And so mm-hmm. I had to keep telling myself, you can't just, you can't be impatient and go for what you want to go for. Because normally, like, if you get to that position, normally you just, you immediately start to set up for a yeah. submission. So let's... So having to, having to, like, stop myself being like, nope, the intention of this is not to do a submission. So I was really trying to focus on small adjustment maintenance yeah. rather than, like, oh, I'm just going to skip to, like, cho- like a choke or something like that yeah. or... or Switch to a different position. Yeah, or like an arm bar. Yeah. So let's talk about the importance of doing that, where it's maintaining a a position even Mm -hmm. though you know you can get a submission. Exactly. Because it might not be a choke. It could be the arm bar transition, or you Mm -hmm. can just follow into mount and get a sub there. When we're talking about maintenance, the importance of that is if you are in a tournament or you're in a competition, you might have, let's say, a minute left. Mm Mm-hmm. You might not be able to get the sub, and you may be aware of that, where you're like, I'm not going to get this choke, Mm -hmm. but you can control that person for an entire minute without getting impatient, without allowing them to move to a different position, because maybe they'll escape and get something on you. Mm -hmm. So if you can maintain that control, the more you develop that control, the better you get with your timing and your submission and just feeling the way another person feels when you have their back. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the important part of it is maintaining that patience and being in control of that situation. So for you being a purple belt, let's talk about why you think it's also important to maintain a certain position. So the biggest thing, especially when you're trying new things, you're bad at thing. You're, you're going to be bad at a submission when you first start trying it. Or if there's something you want to play with around with a point of, like a point of control, a grip, using the skirt, using the lapel. Like, you know, right now I'm playing, I love the geese, so I'm playing mm-hmm. a lot with uh, using my skirts as a point of control or using your skirt against you as a point of control. But in order to set those things up, if I am not good in maintaining a position or keeping you controlled in that position, then I'm not going to be able to actually complete the submission or the motion I want. Mm-hmm. So by working on maintaining you in a position... I'm actually giving myself more time to do small adjustments and corrections in order to get a submission. Mm-hmm. Because if I start focusing more on maintenance, then by the time we get into a real role, my body's automatically adjusting mm-hmm. to maintain so I can mentally focus on getting a submission or, or 
say in my mind, I'm like, you know, I know I'm in the back, I know I'm in back mount, but I'm down on points. Why would, um, I really need to get the sub or mm-hmm. I need to start, or I need to disengage in order to rank up more points again, mm-hmm. or I need to be able to do that transition. But if I can't keep you there, I can't think about that. Yeah. So if I'm able to get to a dominant position and start settling and controlling you first, I'm able to let myself breathe for a minute. And sometimes if you're so amped up or if the pace of the roll is really, really getting to you and they're really pushing it, the sloppier and sloppier you're going to get. Yeah. Or the more frazzled you're going to get. So sometimes just slow, like being able to slow down and getting in a guard and just maintaining that guard, that's just like a second lag time to be like, take Mm -hmm. a big breath. And then go from there. So yeah. I feel like maintenance is more important than the actual movement. Yeah. And I'm learning that more and more. The more we do specific training, the more I compete, the more I roll. Because another maintenance point would be like mount. That's another dominant position. Mm-hmm. That's a good <laughs> resting point if you're in a tournament and you can really control somebody while you're in mount. It's finding those points of control where you are in a dominant position you're not necessarily resting but when you can be comfortable you can be calmer the other person may start to panic more and Mm -hmm. more and more and then they might gas out so if you maintain a level of comfort in a certain position and someone you know they start to gas out then it gives you room and time to get a submission as long as you're patient and I'm really learning that and finding those good points where I feel comfortable like the first time I was at the the first time I was on your back today that minute seemed so much less than the minutes we've been working when I've been trying to maintain side control mm-hmm. it was insane that difference because I was on your it back was, and I was like, like it's okay it was like yesterday, <laughs> Misty came over, and we had done class, because yesterday was our first day back at gym, mm-hmm. and we went to the 6.30 a.m., we did class, where we did some situational, did some drilling, stuff like that, and then yesterday evening, we met back up to just kind of do our own situationals, where it's mm-hmm. like, gar- where in the morning we were working back, back mount, and then in my garage we were working on guard passing, guard playing, mm-hmm. and... Before we, and it's like we find, we get into this flow state where we just, we set a timer and we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be player, somebody's going to, somebody's going to be the guard player, somebody's going to be the guard passer. And we switch back and forth. And then we do that with side control where somebody has side control, somebody's supposed to escape side control. So we literally just, we go back and forth and back and forth. And before we knew it, it was like two hours. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel like that because we were so focused on the movements. We weren't focused on anything else around mm-hmm. us. So we were able to just get in that zone and just work, but it didn't feel like we worked for two hours. No, it, no. it was it was a pretty kind of euphoric feeling. Yeah, um, that and then one thing I think of is normally if you do some situationals, especially if it's for a collective class, it's just okay. You're going to start from here, or you're going to start in a guard of your choice, and you're going to pass sweep submit. Mm-hmm. And so many people go very aggressive because they think they have to, so they don't really focus on those minute details. Yeah. Um, but just going back to the whole maintenance thing, I know particularly if I get a very aggressive person, I don't want to spend the whole role fighting. Or sometimes if you just keep submitting the person, they get more and more aggressive. 
Yes. Rather than respecting the fact that you keep submitting them. Yes. Sometimes, like, if you're going to be a mat enforcer, it's not about submitting them. It's actually just about holding them in something, and they get yeah. so frustrated with themselves because they can't get out of it. Yeah. Sometimes that is more impacting or, like, impactful on them and their development mm-hmm. than just submitting them. Yeah. So I know one thing that's important for me for maintenance is if I get somebody very aggressive... I don't want to have to go back to re- like to reset with you if it's just like a normal role, not like a situational role. But if it's a normal role and I know that you were just going to try and hurt me mm-hmm. and you were going to go full bore, sometimes I will try to just get in those controlling positions such as back mount and work on my ride time. Yeah. And just focus on, okay, I'm going to face them towards the clock and I do this. Is I will see wherever the clock is. I will turn and face their body towards it. And it's like, we're going to work on maintenance and you can watch. I'm going to make you watch the time run out as you can't get out. <laughs> because I also want to know how long I kept you. Yeah. But I also want to remind you, if this is like a Matt Enforcer situation, that we had a five minute roll. 30 seconds in, I got your back. And guess what? For the rest of that roll, you were stuck looking at a clock and you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So sometimes, the again... If you're, like, in a mat enforcer situation, that can frustrate them, and they get so much madder, Mm -hmm. but they have to reflect, it wasn't anything I did. Yeah. Because I just held, I just held your back. Yeah. And it's you, you couldn't technically get out. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about, too, because when we have, and I, I don't like saying, like, white belt, like, it's a bad thing, but when you're brand new to this, it's just a new environment, it's a new skill development You don't know setting. how to respond, yeah. so you, there's so many different responses, yeah. not just, we're not just talking about people who can be assholes, there's a certain type of white belt it's, that comes in, you know they're going to be an yeah. asshole, but it's but just, just in a, general. a new thing, so people kind of go into panic, flight, fight or flight mode, especially with this past sweep submit, so the more experience you get doing it, or the higher your your rank is and you do pass sweep submit, your intention also changes. Mm-hmm. So it, and it depends on the day because the way our coach does it, he'll put us in certain groups. Sometimes you're in a group of people just your size. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in a group of people with the exact same rank. Sometimes you are the lowest rank in your group with higher ranks. Um, sometimes you are the lowest rank in your group. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Did I say that backwards? You're the highest rank in your group with lower ranks. Mm-hmm. And that I think has a lot of his or own even body size. Like sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you have to acknowledge. Okay, I'm the small. Like it doesn't matter your rank. Sometimes it's like I'm the smallest person in this group. Mm-hmm. I have to play safe. I have to play for my safety today. Yeah. Sometimes you're like these are people about your size, and it's like okay, I'm gonna try working things today because this is the group that I would be competing against. Yes, and. I think a lot of that has to do with his intention and his development of the culture within the, the class and, you know, everybody who's there. But it's interesting to see how that evolution changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from being this person where this is brand new, you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're getting subbed constantly or you're swept constantly or your guard's getting passed all the time. <laughs> and then you start going more and more. Mm-hmm. And it starts changing. The more you get experience with that, then you start learning, hey, do I want to strengthen my my A-game guard mm-hmm. and just really work on that? Okay, let's strengthen my pass that I'm, I'm really good at. I want to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And then you flip that. You're like, let's work on my weakest pass today. Mm-hmm. Let's work on my weakest guard. So then you learn to shift your intention based off of the group that you're with. 
And it can be really cool to see how that changes, but then there's times where you're with people, like a, a fresh group of people. We'll just mm-hmm. call them, they're, they're just fresh, it's new. <laughs> you know, they do come at you with a certain level of aggression where they're like, I'm going to pass these Or they die for it. Or, or gonna, they're very yes, forceful about it. Where they just, they come straight on where he's like, okay. They're out for the uh, kill. Yeah, and they do that. But you have to set that intention of, okay, you're going to come at me this fast. Then you sweep them. And they're like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, go sit at the wall. <laughs> and then another one comes in and you try to tell them where you're like, you really need to be working on your technique against my technique. This is how this is working. And so... Teaching other people how to do specific training is just, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting aspect of jiu-jitsu because it's not like rolling. Mm-hmm. It's similar to where it's live. It's the idea. But it's just a portion of a regular roll. Well, and it's also, especially for some people, if you keep doing the same shit and you never try anything else and you're getting caught every single time, that's when you have to look back and be like, oh, it's because I keep doing the same mm-hmm. thing. I'm not trying anything different. I also think, especially for, like, group situational, sometimes it's, okay, pass, sweep, submit, you pick your guard. Yeah. So there's two ways you could train yourself. Whenever I'm in the, like, whenever I'm in the middle and and I'm the person playing guard, I ask my, my opponent, what guard do you want me to play so that I don't sit there just doing the normal thing? I... I want to play something you tell me, mm-hmm. so I can't think of it beforehand. So I do. A, I like to do that to be more responsive, being like, okay, they, they want me to play a closed guard. That is either what they are the most comfortable with or what they think they can pass and beat me with. So it, yeah. it forces my intention to be different. Yeah. But then on the flip side, if somebody gives you the option to play a certain guard, okay, now you need to be thinking... What am I most comfortable with? Or, what is this person's strongest guard? You may want them to play their strongest guard against you Mm -hmm. so you can try to pass it. Or, maybe there is one specific guard you're having a lot of difficulty with and you just want to focus on that because it's your weakness. Okay, I have a question for you. Because you are so... Just the way that you are, because I think you are one of our... You are our, our female enforcer. I You are. And the, that makes the reason, me smile when I hear that. But it's, it, I know it sounds weird, but I just... It no, it's a weird. good thing because you have calmness and control and strength and technique. Like, you you embody these things that make, you know... It's... And perfect's not the word, but you embody what a purple belt female should be. Aww. Yes, I know. All the feels right now. So, like, for people who are listening, you know, when I say Matt Enforcer... We can explain that in just a minute, but you come in and, you know, people have got, you enforce the respect of what jujitsu is. Mm -hmm. So for me, and this is, I mean, kind of my own personal question. So let's say you're in a group. Let's separate two different kinds of groups. Let's say you're in a group with Greg, Brad, and Sean. So you're telling me. I love how you were like, you're the Matt Enforcer. I'm going to lose. No, 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 no. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> That's what I mean. Because I know you're Matt Enforcer, so we'll go to the Matt Enforcer part. But I do want to know that if you're in a group with those three guys, because they're all good, mm-hmm. you know, two of them are purple belts with you. One of them is all, almost a purple belt, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. How do you play pass, sweep, submit, or situationals with them? Same one. Same way? Same way. 
And the, the reason being, for those particular individuals, they're all chill as hell. Yeah. And they... I didn't think they you, are. You, you, pick, you picked people that have a similar you... mindset, and that all of us, we never take anything personally. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that, like, we go at the same intensity, and, I mean, you know Greg. Greg will be, hey, I want to, like, play with shit today. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll test things out, or... Because like, this is also a group of people who compete and fight. Greg, is he doesn't compete in jiu-jitsu as much as he fights, but these are people who do, they do. And these are also, these are also people that are very technical and very mm-hmm. conditioned and athletic. So they, they will challenge you mm-hmm. on top of the fact that that is a group that is very communicative. Yeah. And that if some, like say Greg has a fight coming up, he'll even tell us like, hey, I have a fight coming up. So we tailor which guards we select or which passes we do closer to what he would actually be facing in an MMA fight or something mm-hmm. like that. Because you're not going to do these open fancy guards or lapel. No, you're going to stick to more dominant positions. You're going to work close guard. You're going to work half guard. You know, you you want to change up what you're doing to kind of reflect what the, what the other person needs. Mm-hmm. So... Honestly, I wouldn't do anything different because, like, that's a that's an ideal group. Actually, yeah, and I, 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 I love said those it people. because they're all so they're all good at jujitsu. No, the mentality is not different. No, um, and I don't know. I pick those people because when I'm placed in a pass sweep submit group with them, I usually get excited because I'm like, oh, I do too. Challenge the entire time. Like, the entire time, I'm very much like, <laughs> are we all gonna like? Is somebody actually going to stay in the center the whole time? Or yeah. are we all going to be kind of bouncing around a little bit? Yeah. I love groups like that because you don't anticipate, oh, this one person's going to be good and the mm-hmm. rest of us are going to be sitting on the wall. It's kind of like It's very a, diversified. Yeah, it's like a, a cohort of a certain belt group. So, like, me and two other individuals, you know, is we got our we got our blue belts at the same time, but we were still white belts, but we mm-hmm. had all been advancing at the same rate. And just, I say cohort because that's kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. So when we were placed in a group together, I loved it because it was like one of us was passing another guard and we were sweeping each other and passing each other's guards. And mm-hmm. it was literally just like one, two, three, like each of us would stay in, but it was so you cool. Ne- you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, because you weren't being challenged with this like, it's it's fresh group of people or it's people who are highly competitive. It was literally just a group with a similar skill set. Those are the ones where yeah. it's fun mm-hmm. because you can try things or you can be like, I know this person is good at this. I've been working on this. I mm-hmm. want to test myself. Yeah. Like, I know Sean is going to pass me yeah. all day long. So sometimes whenever I get to be the passer against him, it's... We are normally not in this position. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just fun being like, okay, who can cover their ass? Yeah. You know, um, and then Brad is very technical. He works mm-hmm. with David a lot. He's very technical. So in my mind, I'm like not even thinking of either the past sweeps or mitt. It's prevent him from getting to his A game because his A game is very good. So yeah. it's what can I do to disrupt his normal flow to give myself an opening. So yeah. you can go in with different mindsets. And I don't know why I said enforcer before I said that group of people. <laughs> that's, that's not. That didn't make sense as far as what I mean. But, like, when we talk, now let's say you're in that group. That's good for, I think, a lot of your own. You're selfless in that. You will help someone get ready for a, comp, a tournament. But if nobody's got a tournament coming up, it's whatever. This is where you really get to work and find. You just. This is when I get to play. Really, you, get play. you get to play and really enjoy but then when you're in a group of people who are fresh to this, so they're still in 
I've never been in a fight before. This is fight or right. flight. There's a lot of adrenaline. On top I of the fact know. that normally when that happens, like say it's like me with a group of white belts, normally they're not going to be similar sizes. Normally it's going to yes. be a bunch of different sizes. May or may not be some guys that have a little bit of ego issues. So, so let's talk about the enforcer part because you are really good that when you are placed in a group, and I know it can be for you, it's kind of like, okay, this is going to be some work today. Well, let's make this work. So, it, so you can see when I have a look on my face, like <laughs> I didn't want to roll hard today. Um, and some days you can still have that. So acknowledge that upper ranks aren't the only enforcers. Yeah. Just because you're an upper rank, you're more than likely going to be, but it's not like the same people are enforcers. So, Mm -hmm. so you're going to go to a gym and you're going to be like, oh, so-and-so is the mat enforcer. More than likely, it's just due to the fact that they're there the most Mm -hmm. or the classes that have issues they're in. So that's why they may become the mat enforcer due to the fact that it's convenient because they're there. Yeah. And they may be the uppermost rank or they may be someone who can handle themselves very well. Yeah. Because you're, and you're not the only mat enforcer. We do have a couple, you know, a couple more as far as guys I just, go. I knew what you meant in terms of but female. you are really good at being a female mat enforcer too. Because when you do have an, you know, let's say we do have an influx of females, it's easier for you to do a lot of that, like... I'm going to say they don't, they don't get upset. If, yeah. it's a, if it's another woman kind of putting them in their place, they're not going to be like, oh, it's just because a guy, they were yeah. able to overpower me. It's different when we have a guy who's an asshole come in who's brand new and he's picking out the smallest people and just Particularly women to feel yes. better about himself. He will be placed with one of our stronger, higher-ranked guys. Well, and then they'll also go to me. Yeah. Just to kind of give him... An ego check being like, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean you're yeah. going to do the same shit. Yeah. So, if you end up in that map enforcer position, who gives a shit? Yeah. But it's not always about subbing the person. Mm-hmm. It's not always about being aggressive. You really have to feel out what is it about this person that there's an issue. Finding out, is it an ego issue? Is it an aggression issue? Is it a mentality of they don't like to tap? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to feel out and really find out. And also watch how they interact with other people. Because it may just be you. Mm-hmm. It may just be certain individuals. So you, you need to observe them. Or if you've never met this person and somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I'm, I'm having an issue with this. The first person you need to talk to is honestly your coach to mm-hmm. see... You know, is that just an altercation between those two people, or is this person like that? Or in some instances, your coach may come to you and say, "Hey, I need you. I need you to deal with that. Just go roll with this person." Then, if if they've come to you, either it's a situation where it's okay, and they've told you, kind of go put them in their place. Mm-hmm. You know, go be aggressive, go sub submit them. But if if they're kind of vague and you don't know what's going on, be like, "Okay, what do I need to know?" Mm-hmm. Particularly if it's a guy who's very aggressive with some females, I'll act a little bit differently depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not always submitting them. Sometimes it is one of those, I'm just going to keep coming at you. I'm just going to keep subbing you and you, yeah. can't, and you can't leave the role. We're going to reset and I'm going to do it again. But other times, like what we were talking about earlier, if somebody has this mentality of they think, they're, they think that they are great, mm-hmm. not even... Like, they have a big ego, but they're not being very aggressive. But they think, oh, I can get out of anything. You're not a challenge for me, particularly for a smaller female that's upper rank than them. Yeah. That's when I do more maintenance. Yeah. 
where which goes back if to what you we think about yeah if you think you're hot shit you should be able to get out of this so i i want to force you into some of the most fundamental things mm-hmm. because if you think you're good enough to do high level jujitsu then this should be easy for you and it really humbles them because they're like oh i don't know my fundamentals i was stuck in this for a whole role they might get mad at me and be like well she didn't do anything well i did enough because you're upset and I, it, it, the whole intention isn't always to make somebody upset. But normally when somebody gets upset, it's because personally there's something going on that yeah. they have to address first. Yeah. But you're going to be the target of their emotions. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, if you are upset with me because of things going on with yourself, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. That's not going to hurt me in any way. Now, if you, if we have that happen and then we roll again. And then your motive changes. So now you're being aggressive to me because you know I can hold you in that position. Mm -hmm. This is when I'm going to start trying to set up more submissions, be more dominant, be a little bit more aggressive. Because you didn't take that learning from the previous role. Now you're trying to turn it into something else. So depending on who the person is, you may, every single role, you may treat them a little bit differently. Yeah. But also how you react to that person I know some people, they, they get very frustrated because they want to submit me and can't. So for them, it might just be, I'll let you get whatever you want. I'll let you get in a dominant position, but you're not going to submit me. Because I yeah. know that's what upsets that's what will upset them the most. Yeah. And if that's a crazy thing. It's kind of crazy. It's not. It's kind it's normal. Like, if you're really in jiu-jitsu, you're kind of like, I, I get it but at the same time like you can't expect to submit every person that you roll with which i do think kind of ties into every what we've been talking about with specific training and maintenance as well well they're two or pass sweep submit maintenance all these things because but it's all intention when rolling yeah so even though like our conversation about mad enforcer might seem so much different when we were talking about situationals it's really not because you have to feel out what position you're in, what you should be doing, or what you can work on better, mm-hmm. and then enforce it. So honestly, doing those situationals makes me feel more prepared to be a mat enforcer, even though I don't feel like I'm a mat enforcer. Yeah. But those situations help me prepare for those so much more because I know, okay, I'm just going to maintain this person. I wouldn't feel as comfortable and confident doing that had we not worked on that. Yeah. So all of it goes together. Yeah. And that's why I think it ties together. And for me in my head, you know, because people are like, why'd you jump to that? I do think of like our situational classes that we have. I think when you're doing specific training or you're doing situationals, it, you have to rethink your bullshit so much more than when you're in a regular role. Mm-hmm. Because that is a class where coaches assigning your groups. You don't get to choose who you get a role with. Mm-hmm. You are so focused on one specific part of your game, or maybe like one, two, three specific parts of your game that you have to really think about. Because there might be, there's times that I've done past week submit, I'm getting swept by every Mm -hmm. single person. I'm getting passed by every single person. I'm getting choked or armbarred by every single person, and I can't get out. And that can really have a damper on like your confidence or like it makes you rethink your jujitsu but that's why you do maintenance that's why you do specific training and situationals is because that's just one small aspect of the bigger picture of like a regular role 
or a competition or what you're doing. And I do bring up the mat enforcer part because there's times where you may appear as the quote unquote leader in some of those groups, mm-hmm. right? So you do have groups of people who are at your rank, your size, similar level. That's different than when you are the highest rank in your group, everybody's brand new. So you're leading the pack. Where it's like, okay, these people have never been in a fight in their life. These people have never done martial arts. They've never had any sort of physical confrontation before. So they're going to come at me really hard. I've got to be prepared for this. But I have to then guide them out -hmm. out of that. And then into, this is why we do this. Mm -hmm. And going off of, like, let's just talk about, like, a situational group dynamic. Not just, Mm -hmm. like, one-on-one. Because when it's one-on-one, you and I, we can try a lot of different things. We don't have to deal with a lot of the outside influences, mm-hmm. like attitude and ego and behavior. See, and, and we're regular experience. training partners. We, exactly. we get each so, other. So, this so we is get different. to do, we, yeah, we, a situational between like Misty and I is so much different from a situational in the gym. What I mean by that is, say I've got a group of individuals, they may not all behave the same way. They may have different experience levels. And let's just, let's go with the example of you're the highest rank in the group. And people automatically assume, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be in the center. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal with the attitude behind that because some people might just be like it's okay I'm gonna try anyway mm-hmm. because this person knows more than me mm-hmm. I've got nothing to lose and then you're gonna get some people that are very upset being like well nobody can get any work done in this group because this person's yeah. at the center so particularly if the people with bad attitudes or who are very aggressive go first it's actually really nice because then you can either do more maintenance and make them really work or you can immediately do like a sweep or do whatever the intention of that situational is or a submission um, and they'll go to the wall. Particularly for the individuals that are very upset being like, well, that person's been in the center for a while. Let someone work. If somebody has a good attitude mm-hmm. and if somebody is finally starting to pick up some technique, don't always shut them out. Mm-hmm. This is the like, when do you get work in yourself or when do you allow somebody else to get work in? Yeah. And these are really good instances to feel that out because if somebody is finally picking up a technique, I don't want to shut you down just because I know how to do it. If you are doing the correct things, I want you to continue with that motion until mm-hmm. you succeed in the situational by either getting the submission or getting the pass. So if it's somebody newer that I know you've really been working on this and you're doing things correctly, I'm going to let you continue through the motion. And guess what? Now I'm not in the center. Yeah. That's fine. So the ideal situation is when the person who's a little bit more aggressive and who I've either gotten the sweep on or immediately have gotten the movement is before the person who has been working on the movement and gets the movement on me because then they can't complain anymore that it's I'm not letting anybody work. Mm-hmm. No, it was just your particular person. So then they have to start reflecting, okay, well, why is she allowing this person to do stuff and not me? Mm-hmm. And that might actually initiate a conversation between us. Where I can explain to you, actually, it's because you're very aggressive. Actually, it's because you're you're only trying to go for one thing. Actually, it's because you're just being very sloppy and you're opening this. Yeah. You know, it, it's opening up a starting point for a, a conversation between the two of us. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to have people that are going to be very upset by it and take it personally. Being like, well, I'm the only person they wouldn't let work. And instead of actually coming and talking to me, yeah, you're going to go bitch about it. Yeah. And rightfully so. People get frustrated. But, and some people, you may not be able to talk to them right then and you need to just go vent and then maybe come back and be like, actually, it helped me. Yeah. Or, hey, yesterday we did situationals and 
I noticed this. Was this intentional or not? Because sometimes they may not notice it. Sometimes we might just be in the zone or we know the people more and we allow them to work. So sometimes it might be like, oh, you know, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry to have made you feel that way. Or I can acknowledge it be like, no, yes, that was intentional. Yeah. And then we can start we can start communicating. Yeah. But the big thing is you you have to address it. Yeah. If If you are in a group and you feel like something's going on, don't just go complain or go throw a fit or go talk about somebody's behind their back. Mm-hmm. Just talk to that person. Yeah. No matter the situation. Yeah. Or even if you're even if you're the person who's had a bad attitude, maybe then you can reflect on it. Yeah. And I feel like people who have less experience when they're in a group with someone who has more experience or is a higher rank, initially you get the sense that they have something to prove. Like they're like yeah. You know, no, I can I can pass your guard or I can sweep you or do or do these things. Um but you as the person that maybe has like been there longer or like you train more or whatever, you have more experience, you do want to establish respect. Like there needs to have there needs to be this like established respect. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I don't want anybody in there or anybody who's rolling with me or training with me to think they have something to prove to me. Mhm. Because they don't, it's just like show up and do the work. Well, that and then in situationals, there's nothing that says you have to be the person that stays in you. There's nothing no. that says you can't get tapped. There's nothing that says you, somebody can't pass yeah. you. Even if you're like a really high retention guard player, don't be upset if somebody passes you. Guess mm-hmm. what? You might be tired. Guess what? They might be really fucking good and you have to acknowledge that. Um, and or also, some people are, well, let me, you go first. Also, don't of avoid certain groups uh-huh. just because you look and you're like, oh, we're doing this specific group, like, position today, mm-hmm. or that per- I know that person's a really good guard player and they're the center. Don't avoid a group. If some of the groups can intermingle, don't avoid a group or a person just because you know they're better or yeah. just because you're intimidated by them. Though That might be one of the best instances or the best roles. Or even if you're intimidated by a person, still go with them because in your mind you might be like, oh, they're really good at this guard. And you might surprise yourself by doing really good against it, even yeah. if you don't succeed, or you might. Yeah. You don't every... don't look at a, of a group and be like, "I want to feel dominant today. I'm going to yeah. go with somebody smaller, or yeah. or somebody less experienced. Who gives a fuck?" Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I like assigned roles. Same. When coaches like, "Hey, you're you're rolling with that person today. You're rolling with that person." okay, there's a reason you're having me roll or you're having me in specific groups of people. And it takes and, out the personal bullshit. Yeah, it does. And I don't back down from any of those things unless there is a real issue or, like, a very real problem where it's like, okay, so-and-so has hurt me. I want to avoid rolling with them for a mm-hmm. while. That That's completely different well, than being like, oh, if, that And also, if you really don't feel comfortable rolling with a person because they've injured you or they tend to injure you, mm-hmm. that's something that the coach should know. Oh yeah, that's that's a big thing too where yeah, because they can't hurt, help you, they yeah. can't help you if they don't know. Yeah. Um so there's that and then the other thing I wanted to talk about too is when we're in groups like that, there was only one other time I I think of and that's when we were getting ready for one of our tournaments. Oh. And but we gave we a disclaimer. Had, <laughs> where we, we gave like, a disclaimer. This is going to be tournament cuz and that's what David said, too. He even told the group. He, where yeah, he like, told everybody in the class. It was a brand new people that he knew they were going to bring heat to us. 
and well that or get upset by it so (laughs) for example we had the atlanta open that was coming up or was it one of the invitations it was was an atlanta open and he told everyone in the class he was like these specific people and my misty and myself were included he was like they are going to stay in regardless the whole entire time this because they are getting ready 45 minutes exactly (laughs) so when you have a competition that you're getting ready for this is the time to be selfish within reason. Mm-hmm. So this class was specific to help us get ready. Yeah. So the people who were assigned to my group, some of them were very new. Yes. And I even told them, I'm going to be on my A game. I'm going to be hunting. So if there's a submission, I'm going for it. I'm not going to like rip it, but I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Please do not get upset. Yeah. Because this is me. I can't hesitate. I can't allow you to work today because I have to get working. So, some people, they were immediately getting swept or they were immediately getting submitted. And I had to reiterate even after the class being like, you realize this was me getting ready. This wasn't me trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. Or if you are personally upset by this, now we need to have a discussion because you shouldn't be personally upset when I'm sweeping you. Yeah. There was one point where one of the girls was like, are you good? I was like, I'm fine. Just keep going. <laughs> I was about to mm-hmm. cry because I was so tired. And it wasn't even like gassed out tired. It was like... Because it was, I swear it was like 45 minutes. It was like we got a work technique for It was a rough minutes. day. I mean, it, we had to roll, so it was like towards was the end, day. and I was like, I'm going to cry. I am so tired. I need my water. But I got to that point where I was like, I still, because I remember just being in my garden. I'm like, I can't let you pass my guard. I was like, I, I'm I remember, sorry. Like, I can't. See, I remember I was with some girls that um, were, cl- were relatively close in weight, but they were still heavier than me. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, I need you to be heavy as you possibly can because they're very hesitant where they were like, I don't know. And I was like, I need to feel every bit of your weight today. I was like, I don't care how you do it. Yeah. I need to feel it. And so for some of these girls, we would be mid-situational and I'd yell at them and be like, I know you're <laughs> fucking heavier than this. I... And I feel kind of bad too. I was being we very were, aggressive. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm telling them, I was like, try to kill me. Please try to kill me. And then afterward, like, and then I would respond, and afterwards I was like, I'm not trying to upset you. I just, I really needed work. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't take what I say when I'm rolling or hungry personal. And now I feel kind of bad because they were kind of thrown to us, and David's like, these two are getting ready for tournament. We're like. I felt really, I felt really, <laughs> I felt really bad being like, I don't want to just sweep you in the first couple seconds. Like, I want to give you a little bit of work. But there's there's a time for that. Yeah. There's a time and place for that. And whenever, even coach, whenever he's in, he said, today's purpose is this, you go with the purpose. Oh, yeah. If it's a very open class and you don't have a tournament or something come up, okay, this is the day that we slow down and we work mm-hmm. and we try things. But if, if he has specifically said they have to get ready, that's yeah. the time to be selfish. Well, and to kind of... I don't know if, like, wrap this up, but when we're talking about situationals and specific training, I think this is where the most growth happens. Mm -hmm. The most growth mentally and the most growth in your jiu-jitsu game happens within situational and specific training. Because these are the days where I cried in my car before, like, after the gym. These are days where I was just elated. Where mm-hmm. I felt the progress, and it wasn't like, oh, I tapped so-and-so, or, like, did all this stuff. It was like, I was able to see where I've progressed in my game because of people who've been challenging me for this amount mm-hmm. of time. And I think it's really beautiful, so I believe in having a lot of patience with this. You see mm-hmm. where you have to have patience within jujitsu and using situationals and specific training 
to allow yourself to grow mm-hmm. and get uncomfortable is really important. See, and I think of those days as those are the light bulb moment days. Mm-hmm. And I actually get more excited when it's someone else's light bulb moment than mine. Because, like, say I'm doing something the same way for months, and then all of a sudden they're like, that's why you do that. Or I finally got out of that. I finally realized how to get out of that. I get so excited with you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I don't realize what, like, I don't realize I've done something. And then, like, you'll tell me, you'll be like, no, you do this all the time and I can't get out of it or I can't deal with it. (laughs) And then you do, and I'm like, I didn't realize I was doing that. But I get so excited with you because of how excited you are about something small or a Mm -hmm. detail. um, Or something clicks. Like, if you're doing a pass and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Or, like, your body does it and you didn't think about it. And then you pause and you're like, I did it automatically. (laughs) You know, so, like. You can take a little bit of everything from situationals. Yeah. And the whole point that we were trying to make with our rambling is just use a situational well. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for what your kind of first thought of it is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not as straightforward as you think it is. You can tailor a situational or tailor your training to what you want to get out of it. Yeah. I agree 100%. And I think that it's important that we, you know we do it and I'm glad we've been able to do it as much as we have because I've seen a lot of growth and like yeah just, just in the two it. months that mm-hmm. we've done kind of non-stop situationals I feel as though we have advanced more than when we were just open rolling yeah. in the gym so some advice for people who are brand new um or newer if you want to start Maybe having more intent when you roll or go to open mats. Find your regular training partner or find someone there who wants to work. And maybe instead of just rolling, you do specific training. You work on mount maintenance. You work on back maintenance. You work on guard maintenance. You work on a specific sweep or a pass. I think that's going to help with a lot of growth within your jiu-jitsu game. Mm -hmm. So that's just some of my advice for some of you out there who maybe want to get better and aren't sure where to start, that's where I would start. So I think that's it for today's episode and rambling for our post-match chat. (laughs) Thank Um, you for listening. Let us know if you have any questions. (laughs) Bye.